good to be free. Amen. Once was a slave to sin, no longer bound. It feels good to be free. Amen. Let's just go to him in prayer tonight. Father, we come to you once again, Lord, and just asking, Father, you'd help us. Help us through our human weaknesses and things, Lord, that we deal with, Father. Lord, that we'll be able to just minister to your people, Lord, and ask God to just reach down and touch hearts and lives tonight. Lord, just give us the key, Lord, into your presence, Father, that you can move, Lord, and just move completely, Lord, in every heart and every life. We commit our hearts to you, Lord. We heard all of those that are sick and dealing with things, Father. We just ask, God, that your healing virtues will just flow through their body. God, you took the stripes. You took the beatings, Lord. You took the mocking. You, you took all of that, the nails in your hands and your feet for moments such as these. Lord, we just ask that you would come and move upon their lives, Lord. We, we speak life this, this evening to a kidney. Lord, we speak life, Father, to the bodies, the lungs, Lord, that's trying to breathe. We, we speak the life of Jesus, Lord. We speak Jesus over each and every heart. We love you now and we appreciate you. We thank you for the ability, Lord, to depend upon the promises of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Turn our Bibles to 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 3 and also Isaiah 55 and verse 8. Amen. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Also, Isaiah 55 and verse 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Amen. We can let you be seated this evening. I can speak to you again on casting down imaginations. You know, I would... I would just dare to say that there's probably not a person in this building that would want ever thought that you had this week posted up here today, or even the, maybe the last hour put up here today, but because we have things that comes through our minds, and, and you know, Brother Brandon would speak about it as a bird that would fly over your head. You, he'd fly over your head, but you, can keep, you can't keep it from doing that, but you can keep it from building a nest. And so, you know, Brother Branham was actually asked a question about thoughts and about thinking. He said, Brother Branham, please explain how a person knows if he's thinking his own thoughts or if the devil is placing thoughts in his mind to make him think wrong, especially if you know you don't want to think them. He said, if it's contrary to the word, it's the devil's thinking. <laughs> Amen. So all those things you've been battling with, that wasn't your thoughts. That was the devil's thoughts. If it's contrary to the word, it's the devil's thinking. If it's with the word, it's God's thinking. If it's wrong thoughts, it's the devil. If it's good thoughts of the word or of God, it's God's thinking. 
And I believe that's what we want today is God's thinking. And so I believe to have God's thinking, you have to think what God thinks. And what God thinks is his word. Amen. That is his written, expressed thoughts of God written on paper for us to pull strength from in the hour or the battles that we're going through. But we see here, you know, I was actually looking at some things and thinking man's filter today. Because Brother Branham is an interesting way that he, re- he received that sermon as he was walking in the very woods there where the squirrels were created. And he was walking there and he, he said he saw a cigarette uh, pack laying there and something told him to go back and look at it again. And he went back and looked at it and it was a slogan on there that he would preach a, 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 a amazing message from and pull from it many times throughout a couple of time, more times throughout the last few years of his life on uh, thinking man's filter. And the slogan was a thinking man's filter and a smoking man's taste. And he would begin to talk about how that in that sermon, as I would look at it today, he'd begin to talk about how men take other things and they begin to, you know, how they would put a filter. He said, you know, up on a cigarette. And then he said, what was it? He said, it's nothing but a gimmick to make people smoke more cigarettes. And he said, well, it was, a, you know, put there as a gimmick because you're still taking in the, 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 the tar, you're still taking in the nicotine. It's only there to sell more. He said it was actually the, 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 the man's mind and their greed for more money to put that upon there and a trick of the devil, amen, to talk people into smoking more cigarettes, more cigarettes, more cancer, more diseases, more this and that and the other. He said, but you know, man, he said, oh, he said there's other things that's even worse. He start, talks about sin and and he goes into all kinds of things. And he said, but there's only one thing that you can bring your thoughts to. A real thinking man or a real man will bring their thoughts through the word of God. And through the word of God, then you can breathe in the thoughts of God and what God thinks of you and how he, how he, what he thinks of you and what he is determined. You know, he's, in the scriptures, it said, God said, I know the thoughts that I think of you. Amen. They're of good and not of evil. Amen. They're to have an expected end. God has thoughts of you and they're not evil thoughts. And I'm thankful tonight that God's thoughts don't change like man's thoughts change. You know, my man's thoughts, you can think one thing one day and the next few hours think another thing and we get, you know, and go waffle back and forth. But when God thinks something or when he first thought it, it stays that way. When he first thought of you in his mind, no matter what's went on here on earth, no matter how the devil has come against you and tormented you and brought you in different avenues and different things of your life, that still did not change God's thinking. You say, well, I got into drinking. I got into this. That didn't, still did not change God's thinking. Amen. Well, I got I got this sickness that still does not change God's thinking. God's thoughts of you are always the same. And I'm thankful to serve that kind of God. I, I don't know where we would be if God's thoughts changed of us. If one day we thought we, he thought we were saved or the next day we wasn't. But if God ever had you in his mind, and he did before the foundation of the world, and he had a picture of you in his mind, in his mind, that picture's never changed. Even though sin has come and sickness has come and, and old age has come, come that picture he had of you in his mind has never changed but many times we begin to change because of, of our own thinking our own thoughts and we begin to filter in other man's creeds or other man's ideas or even the devil's thinking comes into our mind and we begin to filter our own what we do or how we act through those filters but there's only one filter a Christian needs tonight and that is the word of God if you can take the word of God and breathe, breathe in the thoughts of God then by his his stripes, you're healed. Amen. By his stripes,
stripes you're delivered. If you could pull that in tonight, it'll, it'll, it'll produce something in your life. Amen. And we know, uh, you know, Brother Brandon would talk about positive thinking, and he would talk about positive thinking. Just positive thinking don't work. But if you would take that and turn it upon and put that thinking towards the Word of God, that's what works. And he talks about the right mental attitude. He said, if you could just take that right mental attitude towards any divine promise, you watch it materialize. No matter how impossible it looks, if God said it, he makes it possible. Hallelujah. He said, if you take the right mental attitude towards any divine promise God has made, it'll come to pass. If you'll just simply say, it's God's word. How many can say that tonight? It's God's word. Amen. It's not for me to try to figure it out. That's God's business, how he brings it to pass. He spoke it, and that's all that's necessary. Something will take place. Hallelujah. He says the word of God written in the Bible is his word to us. And every promise has the same power of creation behind it. That's what God's word had at the beginning. Every promise still has that same power of creation behind it. And he said if we believe it to be the word of God, he said it depends though on where the seed falls. He said it's if it falls into a ground, a ground that has moisture or a nourishment around a promise of God. God, it'll bring forth every promise the Bible has. Amen. I want that kind of mind tonight. I want my mind to be able to come in under, under the uh, influence of the Holy Ghost that when the Word of God falls there, it will create the atmosphere, it will create the moisture, it will create the nourishment to bring it to pass. Amen. And that's what we have to have. He said, why? The right mental attitude towards any divine promise of God will bring it to pass if you just look at it and take care of the Word just right because the infinite God's spoke it, it's God's word and it will come to pass. Hallelujah. But it takes somebody with, some, with something about them to say, yes, Lord, I believe it's your word. I believe your word's for me and I'm going to breathe in your word tonight. I'm going to breathe in the word of God. I'm going I'm to quit breathing in my doubts and, and my fears and my anxieties and my worries. I'm going to drink in from the word of God and let that word be born in my heart. Amen. And that's what it takes. He said, if the, he says, you know, here's another question as we go into this. He said, the case may be the devil is placing your thoughts in your mind about a certain thing. And this is a question. He said, if the case may be that the devil is placing thoughts in your mind about a certain thing, how may it be overcome or got rid of? He said, you take the very opposite of it. Right. Amen. If the devil makes you think he said, if you know you're a Christian, but he tries to make you think you're not a Christian, take the very opposite and say, I am a Christian. As long as your experience matches God's word, say, I am a Christian, and anything else the same way. So if he tries to make you think there's no hope for you, you tell him, my hope is in Jesus Christ. If he tries to make you think that there's, this word is not for you, you tell him the word is for me. He said it, and I believe it. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, see, and anything, he said, see, God grant your overcoming, whoever you are. May your thoughts go right back to the other side and say, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. Satan, you have no hold on me. Amen. Hallelujah. I wonder how many can say that tonight. Amen. I'm a Christian. 
I'm a believer. And Satan, you have no hold on me. Hallelujah. He said, frankly, I'm standing right here saying the same thing. He said, because I'm fainting right here in the pulpit four or five times I've almost pitched over. That's the truth. Why? Because of thoughts. The devil trying to put thoughts in a prophet's mind. Mercy. But the first thing you have to do is you have to surrender yourself entirely to Christ. Surrender your mind to his word. Lord, I won't act on my own feelings no more. Well, that'll solve a lot of problems right there. Amen. I won't act upon my own thoughts. I will only act upon your word. Amen. I will act upon your word. It's not, you're not to go down and say, well, I, you know, I lost my healing. If you do, it'll be worse than you ever was. Don't ever say that. You stand right there upon the word of God and make that committal. Lord God of heaven, I'll stand by my word, your word, so help me till the last drop of blood is left in my body or I breathe my last breath. Oh, hallelujah. The devil won't know what to do with a person that'll stand there no matter what he puts against them. Listen, I've seen people face insurmountable odds and I thought, how in the world are they standing there? They wasn't standing there by their own power. They didn't have no more power left. They had no more human strength left. They had no more human ability left, but they were standing upon a word. And it wasn't just the word of a mortal man. It was the word of Almighty God that said, let there be. And that's where the bride is standing tonight. We're not standing upon the word of a Kentuckian preacher. We're not standing on the word of some theologian. We're not standing on the word of this church. We're standing upon the unadulterated word of Almighty God. And he said, I will have a bride without spot, without wrinkle. And that's where we're standing. He said it. Hope you're this kind of group here tonight. He said, here sits a group tonight waiting under great anticipation. I believe we ought to come to every service in anticipation. Amen. Every day. Not just at church. We ought to be anticipating every day for God to do something. Amen. He said, here sits a group of people right now sitting, waiting under great anticipation. But Satan, if he can interrupt your mind, that's all he has to do. Wow. And it don't have to be necessarily a bad thought. (laughs) Come on now. He can get you thinking about tomorrow or thinking about yesterday or thinking about today. And they're not thinking sinful thoughts. Some may be, but not everybody. Amen, I hope not. (laughs) Thinking sinful thoughts, just everyday thinking. What is he doing? He's trying to interrupt your thinking, interrupt your focus, interrupt, amen, what God is doing. I've seen it happen. You know, Brother Brandon would call it out. He said, what happened? He said, that woman missed it. He said, why? Because the devil came and interrupted her or he'd say some other word. But the devil would come and move and it would interrupt what was going on and she would miss what God was doing or he would miss what God was doing. Listen, we ought to be, we ought to, every time, especially when we come to the house of God, we ought to lay aside everything. 
Amen. Just lay aside tomorrow. Let tomorrow take care of itself. Well, I got this plan and I got to go do this and I still got to do this and I and we got a whole list of to do and all these things and before we know it, the service has come and gone and God moved and we missed it. Why? Did Satan interrupted our thinking? He interrupted our thoughts. He found a little spot there to grab your attention and meanwhile, the angel was passing right by. Come on, somebody. Amen. It's time we focus in. If there ever ought to be a people that's focused into what God's doing, it ought to be this people in this day because we're coming right down to the very end. We're coming right down to the last mile, the last hill, the last valley, the last trial, the last sickness, the last demons of hell, the last moments upon this earth. We ought to be focused in and saying, God, I don't want to miss a moment with you. I don't want to miss it when you're raising the dead among us and you're healing the sick and you're delivering, you're setting free. I don't want to miss a moment. Come on. But what has to happen? You got to give God's word first place. Amen. I wish I had it. Spoke to me today. Or in the last couple of days, I've seen it. Somebody shared it with me, talking about how a Holy Ghost-filled person, Brother Brown said, can sit hour after hour and drink in that word. Why? Because you're focused on something. <laughs> you know, I... I I know you, every one of you has watched a film or something, maybe whatever, whatever kind of film. hope it's been a godly film, but, you know, you get to that punchline. And somebody wants to come talk to you, and you realize if I don't catch this, I'm going to miss what's going on or, you know, it's something. And, 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 and if all of a sudden something can happen. You're like, wait a minute, what happened? How did that, how did that happen? I missed it. There's going to be a lot of people that's going to come to a moment and say, you know what? I missed it. Because the devil interrupted their thinking. And it wasn't all on sinful things. Think about those excuses that came to go. I don't even know why we're going here, but we're going. Think about those excuses that were given to go to the, the, to the marriage supper. Wasn't necessarily sinful things. It was an ox or it was a land or it was this or that and the other. It was everyday life. Come on, somebody. All the devil has to do in a service is interrupt your thinking. And then the preacher can preach 30 minutes and you've been off somewhere else for 30 minutes and you missed it. And you might have missed your visitation. This is why, and I, okay, I'm the assistant pastor here so I can say this. This is why it's important that when it comes down to the end of the service, that you really start tuning in. That ain't the time to get up to go to the bathroom. That ain't the time to go wash your hands or, or think about this or think about that. Tune in because the Holy Spirit is falling among the people. And you don't want to miss your visitation. Brother so-and-so may still get his, but you might miss yours and it may never come back. Come on, somebody. It's time that we realize Satan is trying to interrupt our thinking. Trying to interrupt
corrupt our thoughts. It ain't so much about this and that and the other sinful things, but everyday life. Give God's word first place. Yes, sir. Amen. That's what that was a statement in the greatest battle ever fought. Give God's word first place. A man cannot sin until first he cast aside God's word. He can't sin until he cast away, and that's disbelief. Until first he gets rid of the word of God, the presence of God, he cannot sin. Eve could not sin until she laid aside God's word. And are we not seeing that in the day we're living in today? Brother Aaron just sent me the thing today. The Pope come out and said, talks about how the homosexuals are now accepted. They're all God's children. They're smoking through a different filter. They're smoking through the filter of hell. No wonder the the Bible would call her the mother whore and her harlot daughters. And she'll burn with unquenchable fire. Amen. Why? Because they have taken the word of God and they laid it aside and took man's thinking. Amen. We don't want man's thinking. We want God's thinking. I don't want man's thinking in, in my own life, everyday life. I want God's thinking. I don't want my thinking. One little iota of God's word disbelief caused all the trouble that we're having now. How's it going to get back by still disbelieving God's word? No. It's, you'll have, it's going to have to shut off all those things. Shut off memories. Shut off conscience. Shut off reasonings. And ain't that what the devil loves to do? He loves to bring back memories. Especially bad memories and faults and failures and try to bring all that back up. But you wouldn't have done this if you was a Christian or you wouldn't have done this if you was that. You would, yeah. Cast down reasonings. Cast it all. It's accept the word upon this basis. God said so. And if God said so and you accept it, it puts a channel between you and God that God can operate in, that God can move in, that God can come and do something for you in. He said you can't come through reasoning. You can't come through all these other things. You say, well, if I could just feel it, it ain't about feeling it. It ain't about, if I could smell it or if I could taste it. It ain't nothing about that. Well, it looks like it ought to know. You know, the doctor said this. Look like they ought to know what they're talking about. Amen. But they're, what are the, who says the doctor's right? Amen. He said, what is it? All of those thoughts is just the devil standing there. The devil trying to poke something into you, trying to get you to disbelieve God's word. Oh, but God's word said, above all things. Can you say that? Above all things. I would that you prosper in health. Hallelujah. Above all things. He said, my, I want you to prosper in health. He said, but what happens? Satan tries to get by that. 
by poking in a little doubt or lead something into your conscience or something into your memory or, or something into other, some other avenue. And he tries to find an outlet or a weakness he can get you in. He begins to use all those little different channels if he can get your mind to accept it. Oh, but what it can batter against you, but it can't get to you unless you accept it. What the doctor said can battle against you. What your mind is saying can battle against you, but until you accept it, it can't get to you. Hallelujah. When Satan walked up to Eve, you know the fruit is pleasant. What happened? She stopped for just a moment and she began to reason it all out and she stopped. He said, don't stop for nothing. Listen, we're too far along the journey. This ain't the time to stop. He said, don't stop for nothing. You got the message. Who's got the message tonight? Jesus lives. God's a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a savior. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't stop for nothing. Hallelujah. I've heard the message, and I'm going to believe it no matter what. But she stopped for a moment. And when she did, that's when Satan walked into the mind. Well, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, he did say that, but I understand what you're saying. What about what had happened to Abraham if he would have stopped? Yeah. He'd have never received the promised son. Oh, he could manufacture something, but that wasn't what God was talking about. He'd have never received the promised son. And people have manufactured things and manufactured things, but there's going to be a people that receive a promised son. Hallelujah. Amen. What if he had stopped for reasoning when he said Sarah was going to have a baby? Here, here she is now, 65, him 75, and he gets to be 100, and she gets to be a 90, 90 years old. Uh, no hope left. And you say, well, I, I hope you, I get this right. I hope I'll be well. I hope I'll get the Holy Ghost. I hope I'm a Christian. I hope I do. You don't want that. No. Against hope, he believed in the Word of God. Faith is beyond hope. Faith comes from back inside. Faith comes from in here. Amen. But through this mind, this battle that's going on, he said when you get the battle set in array, the devil is sitting right here on every heart. He said right here in this meeting, every heart, he's trying to sit there and he's trying to bring doubt. He's trying to bring fear. He's trying to bring unbelief. He's trying to tell you it'll be another service. He's trying to say it'll be another time. He's trying to tell you we can't have another service like we've had before. He's trying to tell you all kinds of things. He's trying to, he said, well, what do you have to do when he comes? Cast him out. That's all, cast him out. Amen, that's right, cast him out. We have been trained. Oh, hallelujah. I believe there's a people here today that's been trained to cast out devils. Amen, and I, I understand those demonic forces that expose, expose themselves and show themselves by speaking out of somebody, but I'm talking about even the devil that wants to come and try to turn your mind or interrupt your mind, cast him out. Amen. Say, no, Satan, I got God's word It's first place, and I'm listening for the sound. I'm listening for it, and I know at any moment the angels of God are gonna begin to move, and things are gonna be able to take place, and I'm waiting for that sound. 
is what he told David. He said, you wait for the sound of a going. You wait for the rustling in the mulberry trees and you wait on that and you don't move until it happens. Cast down your reasoning, David. Cast down if the arm of the army is bigger and greater because when I move, I move. Oh, hallelujah. When God moves, God moves. And when he begins to move, it's time to step into the water. Got to thinking about that after Wednesday night. Last Wednesday night, some came up within about 30 minutes of the preaching. Apparently didn't bother God. Might have been out of somebody's order somewhere, but it wasn't out of God's order. Amen. Amen. But I got to thinking, remember there, and I believe we're talking about it afterwards. You know, when that angel came down into the pool and began to trouble the water, I don't see anywhere that there was a guaranteed time he was going to be there. Anybody read it? 30 minutes, 30 seconds, hour, three hours, one day. No, he said, when he troubles, you get in. (laughs) When God's moving, you get in. Be sensitive to the spirit of God. We ought to be a people that's sensitive. When God's moving, amen, we realize, he said, we ought to be a train. He said, said, what's the matter with us preachers? He said, I wonder what kind of training we have had. He says there in Daniel 12, there'll be a time of trouble such as never like on the earth before, and we're living in that time. Hello, somebody. That was 1962. Pretty good day, if you ask me. Looking back, I mean, you know, people living in the 50s and 60s, I mean, could do un- unbelievable things. Brother Ross here tonight, I don't see him, but he talks about as a kid, just a kid, going and jumping a train and going down to Baton Rouge for the day. <laughs> I don't think there's been a thought like that in the building today. Now, we live in a time, if we ain't heard from our kids in 30 minutes, we think they've been in a car wreck, they're in the ICU, and they're almost dead. (laughs) Thoughts. The battle, this is the greatest battle ever fought. Well, let me tell you, this battle hadn't gotten better, it's gotten worse. (laughs) Mercy. A time of trouble such as never like on the earth before. And we're living in a time of trouble. Amen. With when culture and education is smothering out the word of God and has got into reasonings and so forth. The battle is on now. Who will stand? That's the question. Who will stand? The battle is ready to go in. She's in array. Look what a great opposition we got yonder. I wonder if he was seeing to where we're at today. Or even the 1977. What a great opposition we got yonder. But who will be like David? It said, let you stand and let that uncircumcised Philistine defy the armies of the living God. I'll go fight him. He cast down all of his reasonings. He cast out. Think about all the doubts and the reasons David had. He had them. But he cast them down and he stood upon the word of God. This word says, I am a son of Abraham. And this word has given me an inheritance. And this is my land that John's standing on. How dare that Goliath defy the armies of the living God? I'll go fight him. 
Hallelujah. Is there some people here that's tired of the devil standing on your God-given grounds? Standing upon the promises of God and saying, you can't have it. You can't have it. Next service, next service, next service. I defy you, devil, in the name of Jesus Christ. This is my hour. This is my time, and I'm coming for it. Hallelujah. I'm coming for it in the name of Jesus Christ. You're going to get your hands off of my property. Hallelujah. Who will be a David? We got plenty of Saul's. We got plenty of David's brothers hiding in their tents. Worried about what to do about this. Well, I could say a lot of things right there. I'm so glad God's given us the ability to stay home and have church in the tent. Meanwhile, Goliath's marching back and forth, stealing their families, robbing their joy, taking what God has rightfully given God's children, and they're allowing it to happen. But there's some Davids on the earth. It said, not today, Goliath. I'm only going to listen to you one time, and that's it. Today, your head's coming off. Amen. Give me what God has, get, has provided. And he reached down in the land, and he grabbed him five stones. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's faith in this land. Jesus is in this land. And it'll defeat no matter what you got today. It'll defeat every devil. It'll defeat everything the devil can throw at you. Every thought that can come your way. There is a word for that thought. And besides that devil, I'm not worried about what you think about me. I'm worried about what my God says about me. And he said, I'm a conqueror. He said, I'm more than a conqueror. He said, I'm his son. He said, I'm his child. He said, I'm his daughter. He said, I'm healed. He said, I'm delivered. And how dare you devil come to my house and attack my wife and try to take your lungs. How dare you uncircumcised Philistine? You take your hands off of God's property. That's God's property. Paid with the blood of Jesus Christ. He took the stripes. So she could breathe a breath of air. He did it. And that's all that matters. Are there any more Davids? You stand and let that thing happen. I'll take the Lord at his word. What David said, I'll take the Lord at his word. No matter what comes, what this or that, what anyone else did. Nothing to do with it. You saws, if you're afraid of them, get back where you belong. That's what the prophet of God said. God's army is moving forward. And he said, let me tell you who's in this army. Men of valor, men of faith, men of power, and men of understanding. Hallelujah. Amen. There's sisters there too now. Amen. Men, women of faith. Amen. Women of understanding. He said they don't have to be smart, they don't have to be educated. They have to be channels. Oh, just to be God's channel. Amen. Just to let God move through you. To deliver God's people. He talks about a woman that's laying there on the deathbed in that service. 
He said, no doubt. The doctor told her, has told her she's at the end of her road. There's nothing can be done. He said, that's the doctor. I don't condemn him. He's a scientific man. He sees the disease has conquered the child's body. It's beyond anything that he can do. He hasn't got a medicine to stop it. He said, so will that cancer conquer that woman. Death had conquered that baby. But our chief captain of this great army, he is the resurrection and the life. Nothing. Can somebody say nothing? Nothing can conquer him. Woo, hallelujah. Cancer, nope. High blood pressure, nope. COVID, nope. And depression, nope. Spirits of hell, nope. Every devil that devil has, nope. Satan himself, nope. There's nothing the devil can do about it. Nothing can conquer him. He is the champion of champions. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you the champion of champions, the God of gods, the Lord of lords, the healer of healers, the savior of saviors. Do you know him tonight? Is he your God tonight? Then if he's your God tonight, he has thoughts about you and they're not about an end on some hell somewhere or off in some devil's grave. You have a thought of God tonight and his thought sees you shouting on the hills of glory. Woo! Dancing and shouting. Wow! Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. I made it. Woo! I made it over. Where were you, Job? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Get into some thoughts. Did a little bit Wednesday night. Let's get into it again. Job on ash heap, bulls, scraping them with some pottery. And his wife comes and he yeah, reasonings, doubts, worries, frustrations. And his wife comes to him, his confidant, his help. <laughs> says, Job, you just need to curse God and die. And all of a sudden, Job's thinking changed because he said things a man don't think on his own. He said, though God slay me, I'm going to trust him. Oh, hallelujah. What happened? God was able to come and begin to take his thoughts beyond where he was at. That's what happens when a heavenly atmosphere falls in the building because people's thoughts have been taken beyond where they're at. Amen. Beyond the day, the Wednesday, the Sundays or whatever, the Monday, Tuesday, the terrible, the week has been, beyond all of that. How terrible it's getting beyond all of that. And it being lifted up. Where were you, Job? Before the foundations of the world. <laughs> I ask you tonight, where were you? Before this bad day got to you. Before sickness got to you. Before depression hit you, before anxiety came on your trip, before anything the devil could ever, th where were you at? In the mind of God. Well, what was happening in the mind of God? God saw you shouting. 
God didn't see you bow down with depression, anxiety, fighting COVID. It's a terrible. I said, it can't get no worse 2020. He didn't even, he's not even worried about 2020. I don't even know if it registers on his radar. It's just a, just a little. Does it's been, it's been the longest year ever. I can't wait for 2021. Who says it's going to be any better? It's a time of trouble like never seen before. Who says it's going to be any better? I can't wait to get to 2020. I'm telling you what I can't wait for, the rapture. I tell you what I can't wait for, Brother Joe, a body change. I tell you what I can't wait for is for Brother Jerry Sean to walk back through. No long trouble, walking like a young man, shouting, dancing, running. Why? That's where God saw him at the beginning. That's where God saw you. He's trying to get your thinking to be changed. The devil's trying to interject his thinking, and God's trying to bring his thinking. I say, God, let the mind of Christ fall upon us. We'll look beyond 2020, so far beyond it. We see ourselves shouting, as you saw the other day, putting on those new clothes. Woo, hallelujah. What a day that's going to be. Hallelujah. Put on some new clothes. He's got brand new feet. Got brand new legs. It's got hair. It's got the right color hair. It's got backs that don't hurt. It's got shoulders that don't hurt. Depression's gone. Fear's gone. Anxiety's gone. Every devil's gone. Annihilated. Hallelujah. Oh, that's how God saw you. He saw you shout. He saw you rejoicing. Why? Your thinking's changed. It ain't no more about what's happening today, what's happening tomorrow. It's about what is God saying about me. God saw me shout. God saw me victorious. He saw me walking over every devil in hell. He saw me overcoming in Satan's eating, the worst age has ever been. He saw me walking right over every devil. Every devil. He tried to bring mind battles, you're walking over it. He tried to bring depression, you're walking over it. The devil said, come on, we need more. You keep walking over it. Hallelujah. Until the devil's going to finally realize, I don't have enough. Get out of here. You're running my Satan's head. Get out of here. That's the day I'm looking for. That's the day I'm living for. That's the day I'm thinking about. That's the day I'm longing for. Don't you want to go? Hallelujah. Oh, what happened with Sarah? He had to change her thinking. That's what he's doing right now. Changing it. Moving into another realm. Oh, you don't have to sit down. We're almost done. The brains of the army lays in this captain. Oh, good. I'm glad it ain't me. Glad it ain't no mortal man. Give up on me a long time ago. But the brains of this army lays in the captain, the mind of Christ. In Germany, they had Rose Rommel. In the U.S., had Eisenhower, military men, Patton, many men, brave men. He said, what is it? You need to follow your captain. Amen. 
If he's the right kind of captain, you follow him. Amen. You follow him. It may seem wrong to you, but it's what the captain said. So if the captain said it, I'm going with the captain. Hallelujah. He said, oh, and he said, we don't just have a captain. We got a five-star general. Spelled J-E-S-U-S. Placing five stars on us. F-A-I-T-H. Oh, hallelujah. And he's never, never lost a battle. Let me say this. He's never and he never will lose one of his. Oh, the devil can try to do what he wants to do, but he don't have enough. If you had enough, Brother L, he'd have put all kinds of things on you. If it had been enough to keep you from coming up. Brother Johnny, if he'd have had enough, he'd have put enough there, but he didn't have enough. Hallelujah. There was a seed gene of God on the inside of you that when the Son of God rose up and began to shine on your life, there wasn't enough devils to keep you from coming up. Hallelujah. Maybe you feel like today you're buried under concrete of doubt, concrete of unbelief. You need to look that devil in the eye and say, devil, you don't have enough to keep me from coming up. There's a greater power that's drawing me that's holding me down. There's a greater power that's lifting this bride off of this earth than what's trying to hold her down. Hallelujah. He conquered death. He conquered hell. He conquered the grave. Get all the devils out of the way. We got a great chief captain. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yeah, Sister Jessica, come sing it. The champion of champions. The greatest battle that was ever raised is sitting right here. He said, when I think of that, and I stood and I've watched him do the things he's done. Oh, can we stand and look at that? Cancer. Defeated. Oh, my alopecia. Brain bleeds. Three brain bleeds. <laughs> Can we stand and see what he's done? This chief captain. Mercy, if we asked for testimonies, I'm sure every one of us would have something to say what God's done. Miracles has taken place in our lives. Deliverance. How much deliverance do we have in the house of the Lord? Mercy. This chief captain, he's the captain of our salvation. But he said the great hour is at hand. Soldiers with their armors gleaming, colors streaming, faith and doubt is setting itself in array in this tabernacle. Doubt on one side, faith on the other. Now you got to choose what side you're on. But our captain, the morning star, leads on. He never goes back. He never retreats. He don't know the word retreat. The greatest battle ever fought, she's going on right now. Between life and death, between sickness and health, between faith and doubt, between liberty and bondage, the battle is on. Soldiers, polish up your army. Get, God is getting his shoulders ready. 
And every army that's dressed, every, every country that sends them out, sends them out not with the worst equipment, but with the best. The best that they got. And he said, that's exactly what God has given you. He's given you the best. The devil tried three times to fight it, and he lost. And he's never won. It is written. It is written. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce to you. He's never lost a battle. And if he's never lost a battle, don't think he's going to lose yours. He won't. He's got it. Let's just worship the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention? I'd like to introduce to you in this corner of the
upon him tonight because he cares for you because that he lives I can face whatever it is in tomorrow we don't have to worry whether it's 2020 or 2021 or 2022 it doesn't really matter what year it is as brother Timothy said it's no more than a blip on his radar when comparison to eternity but because he lives we can face it we can face whatever we're, situation that we're in tonight. We can cast all our cares on him. Knowing that he took to Calvary every situation, every problem. He took it there for you. Jesus paid it all. Amen. Completely, totally paid it all. Because he lives, we can face. Because he raised from the dead the conqueror. The mighty conqueror. King of kings, Lord of lords. Because he lives.
time after time telling us cast down your imaginations put your trust in me get your eyes back on me amen put your get me back in the center of your thoughts you got trouble on every hand there's no solutions except him he's the only one you can look to and just to think of it as brother Timothy is brought out again tonight He's already seen you shouting over that problem. He's already seen you in victory. Amen. Where were you when the sons of God shouted for joy? Amen. Where, where were you? You were in his thinking. And he saw you right here in time shouting. Amen. Over every problem, over every situation. In victory. Not in defeat, but in victory. And then all that the devil's done to you, it just caused you to lean more on Jesus. Cast not therefore away your confidence. Put it in him with all your heart. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this. Amen. Won't y'all switch right quick? Amen. Praise the Lord.
Give me the key of G again. Amen. Just play it, play it for me. I've been wanting to sing this song here. Anyway, I cannot find the way alone. And this is the way I feel in this journey that we're in. I need Jesus. I got to have him more than ever before. You know, we've had a lot of troubles, but he's a champion over every one of them. He championed over every sickness, over every trouble, over every disease. And we can't find a way without him. We got to have him. And if you do anything in this year, you get a greater relationship with Christ, a greater prayer life. It ought to cause you to pray and call on God like you never have. We need a rapture in this age. We've run out of other options. We've got to have it. As I journey through this veil of song, the Wow. 